gentlemen welcome into the out of the loop podcast guess what we are back with the explain the throne edition that is correct we are going to get started on season eight episode one of game of thrones the final season my name is rodney i like to say hi to the rod pod squad i am known as a familiar and we i am partnered up with a fellow familiar who goes by the name of big daddy shane What's up, podcast people? Let's do this. So we are two familiars, and we are explaining Game of Thrones episode by episode, season by season. We're at the final season, and we're explaining it to the unfamiliar Matteo. That's not going to work. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loop Troop. I am ready for season eight of uh, Thrones, Thugs, and Harmony, whatever this is called. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, it's been a while. I know our huge fan base has been waiting for it. We gave them a, a slight teaser last week with, you know, predictions. Uh, so I'm excited to get into it. But before we do, have you been? Uh, I'm good. Uh, so I work at a restaurant, and I worked uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, so me and the family had our uh, mini Thanksgiving this past Monday uh, when I was off, uh, which was nice. Um, yeah, other than that, just working and uh, getting ready for Christmas, pretty much. Matt? Um, I'm good. Uh, I um, This is for sure too much information, but I, I have a cyst that is um, extraordinarily painful right now. So I am just going to gut through this podcast and uh, try to add as many nice and funny anecdotes as I can. But I am in tremendous pain. So Rodney, how are you? Uh, so I'm doing as best as I can. Uh, Thanksgiving just passed. Um, had a good time. Went to some in-laws' house on Thanksgiving. Then Friday had my nieces and nephews come over and had a second Thanksgiving. So a turkey, ham, stuffing all weekend. Unfortunately, I like to say rest in peace, Bella. That was my dog for 12-plus years. She passed away this Sunday. Um, she was the best dog. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's only right if we dedicate this episode to Bella because um, while some uh, heartless individuals out there may think ah it's it's just a pet, I know for a fact that um, Rodney's dogs are Rodney's family. So um, it is with a heavy heart that we do this episode, and this one is for her. And uh, Shane and I love you. And um, Shane, what are you watching? I'll be watching. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, finished up Fargo. I we watched season uh, four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Uh, not as good as the first three, but it, it was good. Um, Chris Rock, I thought was was pretty good in it. Um, I this is you know not necessarily TV, but uh, I watched Twenty Eight Days Later for the first time in a long time uh, the other night. Um, great movie. Uh, you know the the quality of the 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 recording is not that great, but the story and everything, uh, I love that movie. Um, the best part was the wife watched it with me, so that was cool. She never watches anything like that. So Nice. What about you, Rodney, guys? what are you watching? Oh, man, I don't think I've been really watching anything. Um, we caught up on all the shows, but I, we've talked about those before. Um, I did – we started watching the Leah Remy Scientology uh, if you guys haven't seen that, it's real interesting, and it's kind of it's cool. So I, I, I'd recommend if you you like that reality TV stuff and wanting to get captured into like some crazy cult stuff, watch that. Uh, it's on Netflix now, and that's about all. How about um, you, sir? I, uh, so we, we caught up on, uh, Yellowstone, um, all three seasons are available on Peacock. We got through all of those. Um, I saw the, the Leah Remini thing and I am curious about it. I have this fear, um, and curiosity about, about cults. Um, I am both terrified of them and like uh i like can't stop reading about them when like when uh, a new one kind of like comes out um did you watch the uh american horror story season about cults i did uh it was it, it was it was good um yeah it uh like that's that's the the type of stuff that i'm talking about that like really terrifies me and also like i just can't seem to uh to turn away um this all started when i was nine and all those people killed themselves because of the 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 hail bob comet or, or whatever yeah um yeah that scared the shit out of me when i was when i was nine years old um because i think i had the exact pair of shoes that they were all wearing <laughs> wow um, they all had like black and white Nikes and I'm, I, I think I, I had, I had had those like a year previously. Um, so it stuck with me. Um, so yeah, that's something about me. Uh, cults scare the, the, the daylights out of me. Um, so, qu so question. Okay, go ahead. Greater fear. Cults? Mm -hmm. uh, don't, 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 don't do this. Cults do or, cl this. or clowns? Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not afraid of clowns. Okay. But I know. What, I know what you're getting at. Um, I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, just in passing, and it doesn't really need much of an explanation. Yes, I am afraid of kangaroos. Um, I am well aware that the odds of me running into a kangaroo in um, in Arizona are not high. Um, but uh, for anybody laughing, because I think I hear somebody snickering right now, 
Why don't you I, why don't you Google the fucking kangaroos, okay? They are jacked. They all have yeah, like they're... they all have like sixteen <laughs> packs and they they all look like Floyd Mayweather after six months of training. It's not funny, man. Yeah. They're ter- they're terrifying. It's not funny. No, You're right. they're like Mike Tyson in his fifties ripped. Have you seen that photo of him? Yeah. 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 They are Mike Tyson twenty twenty ripped, um, with probably Mike Tyson nineteen eighty five skill. Um <laughs> and uh yeah. So I, I, but I, I would say that now, as a 32-year-old man, uh, functioning adult with children, um, I am more afraid of cults than than kangaroos. Um, okay. Because uh, with um, having kids, I've I've had to kind of like, I don't know if this is just like a like, like a dad thing, but you kind of have to tone down what what you're afraid of. You know, you have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not afraid of that. Like, you have to, you know, like. Like I used to be kind of kind of scared of like of like snakes, and now I have to be like, no, you know, you know, like um, preaching safety when we're like on a hike and like being on the lookout, like to save my kid from a snake or whatever. Um, so uh, I've 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 tried to get over the uh, the kangaroo thing, but uh, cults are still a very real fear of mine. Yeah, especially after the uh, Trump cult, man. I mean, look, man, I don't want to get political on the podcast, but I have a whole, you know what? You're going to get me started. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. We, we should just move on. I'm going to get us. I'm going to get us in trouble. Um, uh, yeah, I, I finished Yellowstone. Um, I'm trying. I watch sports. I'll leave. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> nice. Oh, you know, I did watch the first episode of the new Saved by the Bell. Ooh, how was it? It's on the Peacock. Is it garbage? Is it? Sounds, is it sounds as like bad? garbage. Is it as? Is it as bad as it looks? So, Scree- Screech is in there, right? The first few minutes, I heard. I heard that it was uncomfortable, but as it went on, it got better. You just get used to it and give in. Kind of, because you kind of fall back in if you watch the old episode you kind of fall back into it the couple of things that they do is just a little i don't know weird i guess but um it isn't as bad as i thought it would be and it's it's better than i thought it would be and i think it's worth watching at least a couple episodes to see if it's for you if it's not it's not but i think i would watch some more after watching that first one rank the new save by what? the bell said rank and and cobra kai yeah. Oh, Cobra Kai. <laughs> Come yeah. on, guys. You guys are okay. dicks. Jump no, on the I was, wagon. I honestly, when I saw the um, the trailer, I was like, oh, this is Cobra Kai made for me. Um, and I am not going to watch it because... Say it, by the Bell? Just, yeah. Yeah. Is Cobra Kai made for you? Yeah. Oh, because you were in Saved by the Bell. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Um... But yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna skip it, um, because uh, I would rather leave those memories in the nineties. Uh, I also rewatched um, Fleabag because the wife hadn't seen it, so we watched that together. 
very good. Great show. Oh, I have started rewatching Parks and Rec um, because I've had a lot of late nights because of school, and it's kind of my go-to to just throw something on that I've seen before as background noise, and uh, it's it, it it's a very good show. So, yeah, yeah. All right, Rodney, you ready? I concur. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's fucking do this. Oh yeah, it's business time. All right, so uh, Matt, seasons one through seven, go. <laughs> okay, I'm just so. kidding. Last episode, seven oh seven, the wolf and the lion. What do you remember? Oh man, I'd be better off recapping the last seven years. Um, All right, so seven oh seven, the wolf and the lion. Uh, uh-huh. This is from Wikipedia. Okay. Episode's plot includes a negotiation between Cersei and Daenerys, right? I remember that. A rift between Cersei and Jaime. Ooh. I remember that. Theon rededicates himself to Yara. Who cares? I do do not remember that. Uh, Sansa and Arya unite against Littlefinger. Remember? Someone died there. Fuck yeah, that was awesome. Fuck yeah. Uh, Jon Snow is revealed to be the child of Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen. I remember uh, that. John and then Daenerys he is... uh, he he uh, bangs her, right? Yeah. All right, uh, cool. And then at the wall, what happens? Uh, the Night King has arrived. Yeah, well, right? Marie, he he knocked it down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's the... what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he, he rode his dragon and knocked yes. down the wall. This was his coming out party. <laughs> yes. This this was the Night King's quinceanera. <laughs> Did you guys see, uh, what was that Sasha Baron Cohen show, This Is America or What Is America? Did you watch yeah, that at all? I did not. There was one um, where there, he said he's, he grabbed some people to help him like catch a predator and he had one like middle-aged guy put on a dress to be the bait, you know? And then he, he convinced him to wear uh, a fake vagina just in case the guy, you know, got close enough got close enough to check. So he had he had this fake vagina on. And it was ridiculous. <sighs> Uh, all right, so 801 uh, Winterfell is the name of the episode. Uh, we, Rodney, we're going to have to have him watch the new intro, right? I have a question. Right. I have what? a question. What? W- would that be called a faux-gina? <laughs> yes, it would be. Yes. Okay, Very cool. Nice. Very nice. Uh, 801 Winterfell, uh, we open, so there's a new, new animation in the beginning, uh, same theme song, but new animation, um, looks really nice, upgraded, um, I think that's the reason they were behind a year, right Rodney? Yes. Um, it took forever to make it, so. Because of graphic design? I don't know. Was it for real? I don't think so. They're still waiting for the manuscripts from, uh good old martin 
Yeah. Uh, okay, Winterfell. So we open with a boy running through the snow. Uh, it's very clear that winter is there, uh, snow everywhere. Uh, the boy starts out in the woods, then runs through a village. Uh, he approaches the backs of a group of people uh, in the village, and they're all staring at something. Uh, just beyond the people, we can see the tops of spears moving from right to left. As the people in front of the boy mill about, he gets glimpses of the unsullied soldiers marching by. Uh, the boy then walks on, looking for a higher vantage, and uh, passes uh, one of uh, the familiar characters, Arya, uh, who's standing there in the crowd watching the soldiers go by. Uh, the boy finds a tree and climbs. Uh, he sees the line of soldiers stretching from miles behind Molestown, marching towards Winterfell. Uh, amongst the soldiers riding on horseback are Daenerys and Jon. Uh, in the crowd, Arya sees Jon, gets a smile on her face. Uh, she looks like she wants to cry out to him, but uh, holds back. Uh, Arya then sees the hound riding along, which brings a uh, furrowed brow to her face. Uh, but behind the hound is Gendry, uh, which brings uh, a smirk to her face. Uh, riding in a wagon in the procession uh, is Tyrion and Varys. Uh, Tyrion says, uh, you should consider yourself lucky. At least your balls won't freeze off. And Varys says, you take great offense at dwarf jokes, but love telling eunuch jokes. Why is that? And Tyrion says, because I have balls and you don't. Uh, behind the wagon in the procession are Grey Worm and Missandei, uh, uh, interspersed amongst uh, the Dothraki. Um, it is clear from the looks of the villagers um, that they have never seen anyone uh, as exotic as they are with their uh, skin complexion. Uh, Missandei turns to Grey Worm and they share a look. Um, we go to Daenerys. Uh, she sees all the cold faces staring back at her. Uh, John says, I warned you, northerners don't much trust outsiders. Uh, Daenerys just stares oh, I back thought at you. Meant, I, I, I thought you meant, like, physically cold. Both. Two levels. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Got it? Oh. Yeah. See, Good the job. writing. Oh, man. Uh, Daenerys just stares back at the villagers until uh, a dragon roars behind her. Uh, the villagers to collectively shit their britches... But Daenerys just gets a smirk on her face and stares back as her two remaining children fly overhead towards Winterfell. Uh, Arya is electrified when she sees them. As the dragons fly over Winterfell, um, Sansa stares up at them from the ramparts. Uh, inside the castle, Bran is sitting there with the rest of the welcoming committee. Uh... This is when uh, John rides in. Uh, he quickly rides up and gets off his horse to embrace and kiss uh, Bran on the forehead. John is super excited, says, Look at you, you're a man. And Bran says, Almost. Uh, John uh, basically gets this, What the fuck is going on with you, kid? Look on his face. Uh, he moves to give Sansa a hug next. Uh, she is happy to see him. What? John's face in the picture that you had. Yeah. Um, 
She's happy to see him, but her icy stare back towards Daenerys shows her inner worries. Uh, John asks, where's Arya? Sansa says, lurking somewhere. Uh, John turns as Daenerys approaches Sansa with Jorah right behind her. Uh, John says, Queen Daenerys of House Targaryen, my sister Sansa Stark, the Lady of Winterfell. Uh, Daenerys has a genuine smile on her face as she greets Sansa, uh, doing her best to be cordial. Uh, Daenerys says, thank you for inviting us into your home, Lady Stark. Uh, the North is as beautiful as your brother claimed, as are you. Uh, Sansa just stares back at Daenerys. She gives her a look down and then back up and flatly responds, Winterfell is yours, your grace. Uh, this is where Bran pipes in, says, We don't have time for this. The Night King has your dragon. He's one of them now. The wall has fallen. The dead march south. Uh, Daenerys and Jon stare back at Bran with a what the fuck is up with this guy look on their face. <laughs> Uh, Sansa gets a knowing look on her face like, I know he's weird, but he knows what he's talking about. Trust me. Um, we go into the dining hall where uh, all the lords have gathered. Uh, Sansa at the head table addresses the crowd. She says, as soon as we heard about the wall, I called all our banners to retreat to Winterfell. Lord Umber, when can we expect your people to arrive? Uh, this is where a young boy of about 12 stands up. Uh, Lord Umber says, We need more horses and wagons, if it please my lady. Uh, then the boy awkwardly addresses John and Daenerys, And my lord. And my queen. Sorry. Uh, Sansa says, You'll have as many as we can spare. Hurry back to Last Hearth and bring your people here. Uh, the boy leaves. And then John says, We need to send ravens to the Night's Watch as well. There's no sense in manning the castles anymore. We make our stand here. Uh, Maester Wolken uh, nods, runs off to do his bidding. Uh, this is where uh, Liana Mormont uh, steps up. She says, Your Grace, but you're not, are you? Uh, you left Winterfell a king and came back a... I'm not sure what you are now. A lord? Nothing at all? And... Uh, John says, it's not important. And Lyanna says, not important? We named you King in the North. The rest of the crowd gets riled up at this, and some yell, uh, King in the North, behind her. John says, you did, my lady. It was the honor of my life. I'll always be grateful for your faith, but when I left Winterfell, I told you we need allies or we will die. I have brought those allies home to fight alongside us. I had a choice. Keep my crown or protect the North. I chose the North. Uh, the crowd is clearly not impressed. Uh, this is where Tyrion uh, sees John needs help, uh, so he stands up. Tyrion says, If anyone survives the war to come, we'll have Jon Snow to thank. He risked his life to show us the threat is real. Thanks to his courage, we have brought with us the greatest army the world has ever seen. Uh, we have brought two full-grown dragons, and soon the Lannister army will ride north to join our cause. Um, this is clearly not helping. Uh, the crowd is enraged, basically, to hear that their enemies are coming to help them. Uh, and Sansa has an especially disgusted look on her face. Tyrion says, I know, I know. Our people haven't been friends in the past, but we must fight together now or die. Sansa says, may I ask, how are we meant to feel, 
feed the greatest army in the world has ever seen. While I ensured our stores would last through winter, I didn't account for Dothraki, Unsullied, and two full-grown dragons. What do dragons eat anyway? Daenerys just blankly stares forward and replies, Whatever they want. Uh, then Daenerys uh, slowly turns to th uh, throw Sansa's fuck you bitch stare right back at her. <laughs> uh, back in the courtyard, uh, we see all the dragon glass mined from Dragonstone uh, being unloaded. Uh, Gendry walks up and has the men take the dragon glass to the forges. Uh, from the landing above, Sansa watches down at the goings-on in her castle. She is being whispered to by Jan Royce. Uh, Tyrion walks up to approach them. Tyrion says, my lord, my lady. Uh, Sansa gives a nod of dismissal to Jan, and Jan begrudgingly leaves. Tyrion says, the Lady of Winterfell has a nice ring to it. Sansa says, so does Hand of the Queen, depending on the Queen, I suppose. Tyrion goes on, last time we spoke was at Joffrey's wedding. Miserable affair. Uh, but Sansa says, it had its moments. Apologies for leaving like that. And Tyrion says, yes, it was a bit hard to explain uh, why my wife fled moments after the king's murder. Uh, Sansa says, we both survived. And Tyrion goes on, many underestimated you. Most of them are dead now. I'm sure you weren't thrilled to hear the Lannister armies marching north. You have every right to be fearful of my sister. No one fears her more than I do. I promise you'll be safe. Sansa goes, Cersei told you her army was coming north to fight for you? And Tyrion confirms she did. Sansa says, and you believed her? Tyrion says, she has something to live for now. I believe she wants to survive. And Sansa says, I used to think you were the cleverest man alive. She turns and walks off. Uh, from the courtyard below, uh, Bran stares up at Tyrion very creepily. <laughs> uh, at the godswood, uh, John is staring at the face of the heart tree, uh, brooding very nicely, I might add. Uh, behind him, Arya speaks. Arya says, you used to be taller. John turns around, how did you sneak up on me? And Arya says, how did you survive a knife through the heart? And John just says, I didn't. Uh, they run to embrace, both elated to finally see each other again. Uh, John sees the sword at her side, and he says, You still have it. Arya says, Needle, and she hands it to him. John asks, Have you ever used it? Once or twice. Yeah, and. Uh, whoa, did you know that? Wait, seriously? Yeah. Very, That's very what she som says? <laughs> very somberly, she says once or twice. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I, I was just. Responding for her. I didn't no, realize. No, that was good. All right. Uh, Arya then gives John a, I've shown you mine, now show me yours look. John pulls out his sword and hands it to her. Arya says, Valerian steel. And John asks, jealous? <coughs> Arya says, too heavy for me. And John asks, where were you before? I could have used your help with Sansa. Arya says, she doesn't like your queen, does she? John says, Sansa thinks she's smarter than everyone else. Arya notes, she's the smartest person she's ever met. And John says, now you're defending her? You? Arya goes on, I'm defending our family. So is she. And John says, yeah, I'm her family too. 
Uh, Arya gets a smile on her face and gives John another hug. And we leave with Arya telling him, don't forget that. And we go to King's Landing. So in King's Landing, it starts off with Cersei staring out at the sea. She's surrounded by her Queen's Guard. Kyburn approaches her. Cersei, uh, he says, Your Grace, I'm afraid I bring terrible news. The dead have broken through the wall. Cersei has a small uh, smirk on her face and says, Good. Uh, we then turn, Cersei turns away, but the camera pans around at the same time towards the water, and we see hundreds of Greyjoy ships. Uh, so then we go to Euron's ship, where he has the Golden Company on board. Uh, below deck, Euron has Yara, and she's tied up. Yara, why don't you just kill? Uh, why don't you just get it over with and kill me? Euron says, "But we're family. The last Greyjoys left in the world. The last ones with balls, anyways. If I kill you, who can I talk to? Hmm? I got a crew full of mutes. It gets lonely at sea." Yara, are we in King's Landing? You picked the losing side. Euron, then I'll sail the Iron Fleet somewhere else. But first, I'm gonna fuck the queen. Next, we go to the Iron Throne, where Cersei is sitting there, talking to Euron, the leader of the Golden and the uh, leader of the Golden Company. Cersei says, "Twenty thousand men, is it?" The leader of the Golden Company. Yes, Your Grace. A few died in transit. That's when Cersei looks at Euron, and Euron says, "They cheated at dice, or maybe I cheated. Someone cheated. They weren't good fighters. You won't miss them." Cersei, horses. The leader says. 2,000. Cersei. And elephants? And leader Harry says, uh, no elephants, your grace. She, Cersei goes, that's disappointing. I was told the Golden Company had elephants. Leader Harry says, they are excellent beasts, your grace, but not well suited for long siege voyages. Cersei. Um, in- guys, what, what's yes. the Golden Company? It's a mercenary company from across the sea. Okay. Have have we talked about them before? Yes. Yeah, uh, briefly a couple th- times. Yeah. Okay. That was a small hint to them. Okay, got it. What what was um Second Sons, right? That was another one? Yeah, correct. With uh Dario. Oh, okay. All Remember? right. So it so it it it's like them. It's like them, but the the Golden Company is like the the elite of the elite. Mm, okay, yeah. and the the leader is Harry. <laughs> yes. Is, yes. Is that what you said? I think his name okay. is Harry Harry Strickland. Okay. All right. Um, go on. Cersei <laughs> <laughs> so says to the leader, "In any event, you are most welcome here in King's Landing, Captain Strickland." Leader says, "We look forward to fighting on your behalf, Your Grace." And then he leaves. Euron says, am I most welcome here? Cersei says, you are a true friend of the crown and an honored guest. Euron says, good, as a true friend and an honored guest. Euron tries to walk up to Cersei, but the mountain stops him. Euron says, I was hoping we could talk in private. Cersei advises, after the war, that was our agreement. Euron says, wars sometimes last years. Cersei says, you want a whore? Buy one. You want a queen? Earn her. And Euron says, how? I've given her justice, an army, 
and the Iron Fleet, yet she gives me no sign of affection. My heart is nearly broken. Cersei says, you're, an in you're insolent. I've executed men for less. Euron says, they were lesser men. Cersei turns and walks away, but stops in the doorway. She then turns to Euron. Euron gets a smile on his face and follows her. We go to a brothel where Bronn is sitting on a bed. In the room, there are three women. They are gossiping about the dragon attack outside of King's Landing from Season 7. Bronn is trying to get down to business, but they keep on chatting. When they finally get to it, Kyburn interrupts. Kyburn says, Sir Bronn of the Blackwater. Bronn says, You're kidding me. <laughs> Kyburn, apologies for the interruption, but the Queen did urge me to hurry. Bronn, sorry ladies, another time perhaps? The girls get up, grab their clothes, and start to walk out. One stops to speak to Kyburn. Uh, the girl says, If you're ever lonely, I'm partial to the older gentlemen. As the girl walks by, Kyburn just snaps his finger and shakes his head left and right. He says, poor girl, the pox will take her within the year. This causes uh, Bronn to choke on his wine of wa uh, his drink of water. And Bronn says, which girl? Kyburn says, uh, he moves on. He says, the queen's brother made promises to you and broke them. Her grace wants to rectify their mistakes. Bronn, she once gave me a castle and a wife that rectified me right out of them. Kyburn says, that was Sir Jamie's doing, not hers. When Queen Cersei wants something, she pays in advance and in gold. Several chests of it, in fact, waiting for you in a wagon just outside. Bronn says, so she wants to murder someone, but she can't send her soldiers. If it's the Dragon Queen she's after, and Kyber says, she has other plans for the Targaryen girl. Bronn, yeah, well, good luck with that. Kyburn, our Queen's brother brothers are unlikely to survive to survive the northern attacks or adventures but in the event that they do a soldier walks in and carries uh brings kyburn a crossbow kyburn says she has a keen sense of poetic justice bron says this fucking family kyburn when the citadel expelled me i thought i would die poor and alone but in exchange for my service queen cersei made me her hand what would she do for the man who rid her of her treasonous brothers? Kyburn holds the crossbow out, and Bronn takes it. We then go to Cersei's chambers, uh, and she's in a robe, holding a glass of wine. Euron is behind her, putting on his clothes. So I think they probably gave each other massages. Cersei. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll see. I get it. It's like, hey, you know, I'm a little, little unbalanced hey. here. Can you massage my back? Hey. Do you, do you know do you know what he said when uh, Cersei suggested massages? What do you say? You're on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were waiting to use that for a long time. Oh, shit. Oh, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Cersei, I wanted those elephants. Euron says. So how do I compare to the fat king? Cersei, you're insulting my late husband. Euron. Are you offended? Cersei. Robert had a different whore every night, but he still didn't know his way around a woman's body. Euron. And the Kingslayer? Cersei. You enjoy risking your neck, don't you? Euron. Life is boring. 
Cersei. You're not boring. I'll give you that. You're on. Do I please the queen? Cersei. You might be the most arrogant man I've ever met. I like that. But now I want to be alone. Euron then reaches down and puts his hand on Cersei's stomach. Euron says, I'm going to put a prince in your belly. And Euron leaves. We go out to that Euron's flight. That is a hell of a pickup line. Right. <laughs> we go out to Euron, Euron's flagship. An ironborn, so, ironborn soldier takes an arrow through the eye. Then the men around him uh, sprout arrows. Uh, so a bunch of arrows start shooting at other bodies and they, start, they fall dead. Theon is there, silently killing his way to his sister. When he gets to her, he cuts her free. She stands up. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Theon just took out a bunch of dudes by himself? He no. has a couple men with him. Yeah. But he, they're doing it quietly with arrows in the night. Okay. I, I'm not so sure about this, but all right. Go ahead. Remember, Gosh. he got he got need in the the no more balls, and that woke him up. <laughs> he was the biggest faux faux on the show. That and was before. Matt. Now he's taken out full ships of men. And that was before Matt. Okay, all right. One one ship. One ship. Yes, one ship. He's the sneaky. Flagship. Super sneaky. Yeah. So she stands up, she's free, she looks at him, headbutts him, and knocks him to his ass. She helps him up, and they leave. We are now back on Yara's ship, like, instantly. Yara. Euron can't defend the Iron Islands, not if he's in King's Landing, with all his men and his ships. We can take our home back. Theon. Daenerys went north. Yara. Daenerys will need somewhere to retreat if they can't hold the north. Somewhere the dead can't go. And there's men shouting in the back. Theon, you're my queen. I go where you command. Yara, you want to go to Winterfell to fight for the Sarks. Go. What is dead may never die. Theon says, what is dead may never die. And they embrace. Yara, but kill the bastards anyway. And then we go back to Winterfell. Uh, so Winterfell, uh, there's a line of people filing into the castle. <clears throat> uh, just outside of the castle are rows and rows of tents, um, many people camping uh, outside the city or the castle or whatever. Uh, inside, Tyrion watches the people filing in along with Varys and Davos. Uh, they see the Karstarks arrive. It's that uh, yellow sun is there flag or whatever uh davos says not so long ago the starks and the car starks were slaughtering each other on the battlefield john snow brought peace to the houses Tyrion says and our queen is grateful davos says her gratitude is lovely but that's not my point the northern men are loyal to john snow not to her they don't know her the free folk don't know her i've been up here a while and i'm telling you they're stubborn as goats you want their loyalty, you have to earn it. Tyrion says, I sense that you're leading, leading to a proposal. And Davos says, a proposal is what I'm proposing. On the off chance that we survive the Night King, what if the Seven Kingdoms, for once in their whole shit history, were ruled by a just woman and an honorable man? 
uh, Tyrion says, they do make a handsome couple. And Varys says, you overestimate our influence. Jon and Daenerys don't want to listen to lonely old men. Tyrion says, I'm not that old. Not as old as him. Our queen respects the wisdom of age. Varys says, of course she does. Respect is how the young keep us at a distance. So we don't remind them of an unpleasant truth. And Tyrion asks, what is that? Varys says, nothing lasts. Um, so we go to uh, John and Daenerys. Uh, they're walking outside of the castle amongst the soldiers uh, working on uh, the defenses for the upcoming battle. Daenerys says, your sister doesn't like me. And John says, she doesn't know you. If it makes you feel any better, she didn't like me either when we were growing up. Daenerys says, so she doesn't need to be, she doesn't need to be my friend, but I am her queen. If she can respect me, and this is when the Dothraki write up, uh, Daenerys asks <clears throat> in Dothraki, how many today? Uh, Kono, her main guy, blood rider, he's a blood rider, right? Blood rider, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says in Dothraki, only 18 goats and 11 sheep. Uh, then the Dothraki write on. John senses something's amiss and says, what's the matter? Uh, Daenerys says, the dragons are barely eating. Uh, they walk to go see the dragons, and we come upon a charred area of earth covered in bones. Stupid button. Uh, John asks, what's wrong with them? Daenerys says, they don't like the north. Uh, Daenerys pets Drogon's snout, then climbs on his back. Uh, she nods at Rhaegal. Daenerys says, go on. Jon says, I don't know how to ride a dragon. And Daenerys says, nobody does until they ride a dragon. Jon says, <clears throat> what if he doesn't want me to? Daenerys says, then I've enjoyed your company, Jon Snow. Uh, Jon climbs on top of dro uh, the dragon's neck. Uh, he asks, what do I hold Drink on to? Drink water later. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it sound like I'm... <clears throat> I got to cough every time. Uh, John asks, what do I hold on to? And Daenerys says, whatever you can. And this is when Rhaegal flies off with Drogon right behind him. Uh, they first fly over the castle, then out into the wilderness. Uh, they fly through a canyon. Uh, and then John, getting comfortable directs his dragon to a secluded spot uh, with a waterfall. Uh, John says, after they land, you've completely ruined horses for me. Hey. Didn't it? What? Um, can, I, can, I guess, uh, can I guess what song was playing? Sure. <laughs> oh, I can no. show you the I world. <laughs> Shining, <laughs> shimmering, splendid. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Uh, Daenerys laughs and then stops when she sees the, the waterfall. Uh, Daenerys says, we could stay a thousand years. No one would find us. And Jon says, we'd be pretty old. Uh, they smile at each other, get very close. Uh, Jon says, it's cold up here for a southern girl. And Daenerys says, so keep your queen warm. Uh, they embrace and kiss. <clears throat> but are interrupted by the two dragons uh, growling softly behind them. Uh, they stop. Um, 
are, are the dragons warning them that, that they're related to each other? <laughs> they're doing that uh, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> uh, they stop kissing to see them both staring at them. Uh, Daenerys says, don't be afraid. Uh, they kiss again. But uh, John keeps one eye open to watch Drogon staring back at him. Uh, back at Winterfell at the forge. Uh, what? Drogon just starts jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> he makes Rhaegal lick him. <laughs> uh, back at the... No, they scissor. They start to scissor. Oh, man. He's like, keep going, keep going. Okay, we uh, need to take we need to take a break so I can finish up this <laughs> fan fiction that I'm, that I'm working on. <laughs> uh, back at the forge, Gendry is making weapons out of the dragon glass. Uh, he gives the hound uh, a big ass axe. Uh, Gendry says it isn't easy making a blade that big with dragon glass, and the hound says you're saying you're good. Is that it? And Gendry says. I'm just saying it's a tricky material, too. And the hound cuts him off and says, You know who makes weapons for the wildlings? Cripples and cocksuckers. Which one are you? <laughs> um, they're interrupted by Arya's approach. Uh, Arya says, Leave him be. And then the hound says, I heard you were here. You left me for dead. But Arya points out, I robbed you first. Uh, then the hound says, You're a cold little bitch, aren't you? Guess that's why you're still alive. And they're kind of standing close to each other. Arya's got this little worried uh, look on her face, but the hound just walks off. Uh, Arya says to Gendry, that was a nice axe you made for him. Uh, you've gotten better. And Gendry says, yeah, thanks. So have you. I mean, you look good. Arya says, thanks, so do you. Uh, Gendry says, it's not a bad place to grow up if it wasn't so cold. And Arya says, stay close to the forge then. Uh, Gendry asks, is that a command, Lady Stark? And Arya says, don't call me that. And Gendry says, as you wish, my lady. Arya says, here's my wish. As she hands him a sheet of paper, uh, she asks him, can you make it? And Gendry uh, says, what do you need something like this for? Arya says, can you make it or not? And Gendry says, you already have a sword. What's that? And Arya hands him her dagger. It's Valerian steel. I always knew you were just another rich girl. You don't know... Uh, Arya says, you don't know any other rich girls. And then Arya turns and walks away. Uh, we go to Sansa's room. Uh, she's reading a raven scroll. There's a knock at the door and John enters. Sansa says, uh, Lord Glover wishes us good fortune, but he's staying in Deepwood Mott with his men. Um, John says, Play it again. Play that sound bite again. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> John says, House Glover will stand behind House Stark as we have for a thousand years. Isn't that what he said? Sansa says, I will stand behind Jon Snow. He said, The king in the north. Uh, John goes on, I told you we needed allies. 
And Sansa says, you didn't tell me you were going to abandon your crown. Jon says, I never wanted a crown. All I wanted was to protect the North. I brought two armies home with me, two dragons. And Sansa notes, and a Targaryen queen. Jon says, do you think we can beat the army of the dead without her? I fought them, Sansa, twice. You want to worry about uh, who holds what title? I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Without her, we don't stand a chance. Do you have any faith in me at all? Sansa says, you know I do. Jon says, she'll be a good queen for all of us. She's not her father. And Sansa says, no, she's much prettier. Did you bend the knee to save the North or because you love her? Uh, the question goes unanswered as we go to the library. <clears throat> da Daenerys and Jorah enter and find Sam reading. Sam says, oh, and Daenerys says, so you're the man. Sam says, um, which man am I, your grace? And Daenerys says, the one who saved Sir Jorah when no one else could. Jorah says, they could, they just wouldn't. Uh, Daenerys goes on, I'll have to make some changes in the Citadel when I take my throne. A great service merits a great reward. Sam says, oh, it's my honor to serve you, your grace. And Daenerys says, well, uh, there must be something I could give you. And Sam says, if it's not too much trouble, I could use a pardon. And Daenerys asks, for what crime? Sam says, I borrowed a few books from the Citadel and also a sword. And Daenerys asks, from the Citadel? Sam says, no, from my family. It's been in House Tarly for generations. It would have been mine anyway, eventually, but my father had uh, other ideas. And Daenerys uh, has this look of realization on her face. And she's like, not Randall Tarly. And Sam says, you know him? Daenerys uh, Stoneface says, I offered to let him retain his lands and titles if he bent the knee. He refused. Uh, so Sam is taken aback and gets a sad look on his face. Sam says, well, at least I'll be allowed home again, now that my brother's the Lord. And Daenerys uh, says, your brother stood with your father. Uh, Sam is even further shaken. Uh, he begins to tear up. Sam says, hmm, thank you, your grace, for telling me, and may I? And Daenerys says, of course, uh, and then Sam runs off. When he gets outside, he sees Bran sitting there, uh, staring at him like a creepster. Uh, Sam says, what are you doing out here? <clears throat> and Bran says, waiting for an old friend. It's time to tell John the truth. Sam says, no, no, you're his brother. Shouldn't you tell him? And Bran says, I'm not his brother. He trusts you more than anyone. Now's the time. And we go to the crypts. Uh, John is lighting candles by his father's statue. Uh, Sam approaches. Uh, very clumsily, I might ask. I think he made a big uh, stink by f tripping over some stuff. John says, Sam. <laughs> and Sam says, I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to be down here. And John asks, were you hiding from me? And Sam says, of course not. Uh, John says, what are you doing in Winterfell? Or did you read every book in the Citadel already? What's wrong? Gilly, is she all right? Sam says, she's good. John asks, little Sam? And Sam says, don't you know? The is not my son. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, Daenerys, she executed my father and brother. They were her prisoners. She didn't tell you? 
and John says, I'm so sorry, we need to end this war. Sam asks, would you have done it? And John says, well, I've executed men who disobeyed me. And Sam says, you've also spared men, thousands of wildlings when they refused to, knee, to kneel. Sorry. John says, I wasn't king. Sam says, but you were, you've always been. John goes on, I gave up my crown, Sam. I bent the knee. I'm not the king of the north anymore. Sam says, I'm not talking about king of the north. I'm talking about the king of the bloody seven kingdoms. Bran and I worked it out. I had a high septence diary. Bran had whatever Bran has. John asks, what are you talking about? <coughs> uh, Sam says, your mother was Lyanna Stark. And your father, your real father, was Rhaegar Targaryen. You've never been a bastard. You're Aegon Targaryen, true heir to the Iron Throne. I'm sorry. I know it's a lot to take in. John says, My father was the most honorable man I ever met. You're saying he lied to me all my life? And Sam says, No, your father, well, Ned Stark, he promised your mother he'd always protect you. And he did. Robert would have murdered you if he knew. You're the true king. Aegon Targaryen, sixth of his name, protector of the realm, all of it. John says, Daenerys is our queen. Sam says, she shouldn't be. And John says, that's treason. Sam says, it's the truth. You gave up your crown to save your people. Would she do the same? And we go to Last Hearth. So in the Last Hearth, there's a group of men um, approaching the castle at Last Hearth. It's Tormund with Beric Dondarrion. When they get inside the courtyard, it's empty. Uh, there's no people there, no, nothing. But there are pools of blood on the ground. They pull their swords out and proceed with caution. Tormund stops at the entrance inside, but Beric takes the lead and Tormund reluctantly follows. Inside, it's empty as well and very, very quiet. They continue to investigate until they hear a bang from up ahead. They stop to, uh, to attack what's up ahead, and they find they charge each other and start screaming, and they come in contact with Ed and his men from the Night's Watch. Ed says, Stay back! They've got blue eyes! Oh, he's got blue eyes! And Tormund says, I've always had blue eyes! Beric, did you find <laughs> anyone? Ed gives them a knowing look, then takes them deeper into the castle. In the dining hall, the tables are disheveled everywhere, but there's a clear sign that there was a struggle there. On the far wall, a boy is staked to the wall. Uh, behind him, there's body parts also staked to the wall, forming a spiral. So it's like arms and legs that form a spiral around this boy. This is the same boy from the beginning of the show um, that was witnessing the dragons fly over in the March of the Dothraki. And I believe he's the same kid that is Umber, right? He's the 12-year-old boy he talked about yeah, earlier, right? the Lord, yeah. Ed says, it's the Umber boy. No, I answered my own question there. Beric, it's a message from the Night <laughs> King. Tormund says, his army... His army's between us and Winterfell. We're on foot. Ed says, We rode down from Castle Black. We can double up on the horses. 
Tormund. If the horses last, we'll get there before the dead. We just have to hope the Night's King doesn't come first. Just then, the dead boy on the wall starts shrieking, scaring the shit out of the men in the room. Barrett takes his flame what sword. What the and fuck? Yeah, he lights uh, the kid on fire. He and the arranged body parts start to burn, so that it slowly starts to creep around the legs and arms. The fire spreads. What do you think happens? Uh, I don't know. Why the fuck did he do that? Nothing. He killed the kid. That's all. And then those body parts just burnt. Why did he do that? Because the kid was a White Walker now. Oh, okay. That's why he started, like, screaming yeah. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Or, oh, yeah, wait, I should was... say. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. And we go back to Winterfell. And at Winterfell, there's people. Um, they continue to march through Molestown to the safety of uh, the castle. The camera follows one particular hooded person on horseback. This hooded figure enters the castle, then dismounts his horse. And we tell it's Jamie. After a long, uh, quick look around at the castle, he turns to see a wheelchair with a creepy boy staring back at him. When Jamie realizes who it is uh, staring at him, he gets this haunted look on his face. And scene. And that's it. That's episode one. Oh. Season eight. So Bran was waiting for Jamie so he could push him out of a tower. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he, he's told- going to ask Jamie to uh, carry him up there first. How do you feel about your predictions now that uh, we got through the first episode? Um, pretty good, actually. Um, uh, the John Daenerys story is escalating a little quicker than I expected, in the sense that, like, I didn't, I didn't know that he would find out in this first episode. Um, By the way, yeah, that he is in fact, yeah, that he is in fact the uh, rightful king. Um. Beyond that, though, I, f- I feel I feel pretty good about um, what I said last week. Cool. Yeah. So you will start noticing right, so we, like we have... huge. You'll you'll start noticing huge time hops uh, as we go on and go further. The episodes will get longer and longer. So just please be prepared. Hmm. All right. So we have. Five episodes left of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. You know what, then? I, I, I have to say, maybe not enough happened in this episode. Yeah. You know? Like, we only have five left. Yeah. And there's still a lot to be decided. So, yeah, I guess the, these episodes must be very long. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The next one's like an hour and forty. After that's two hours and thirty. Then three hours and three and a half hours. Are you joking? Yes. <laughs> oh, thank God. All right. <laughs> um. But hey, everybody, uh, tune in again next week to the Out of the Loop podcast where I get somebody to waterboard Shane so he stops taking fucking water breaks <laughs> in the middle of talking to me about the show. I need to. I have these uh, cough drops. That's what I need. My throat just throat gets dry from talking too much. So. Oh, okay. That that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, um, excellent job by you guys, and uh, this this was a nice beginning. Um, and I'm well, excited you, to see what happens next. You got to think it was two years, basically, since season seven. So there's a lot, a lot of buildup uh, to it, and you know, it def not a lot happened, but it was definitely you know welcomed. Just just get back into it and to, you know, to experience yeah. it once again. Yeah, it. I would understand though waiting two years for this episode and it. Feeling like a bit of a flop. <laughs> I I thought it was good. I, I liked it. Like I said, it was just I don't know. Actually, experiencing that two year gap, you know, made made it worth it to me. But okay, cool. Rodney, do you want to plug us out? Yeah. Thanks again for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast, Explain of Thrones edition. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OOTL Podcast. And feel free to send us an email uh, at OOTLpod at gmail.com. Uh, from the gentleman at the Out of the Loop Studios via Clean Feed. Um, thanks again for listening and have a great one. Out of the loop! Out of the loop! Out of the loop! Out of the loop! Out of the loop!